Good morning. It's great to be back here again with all of you in Pittsburgh. My name is Brian Emmett. I'm filling in this morning for Jaime, who's enjoying some time with family and friends in Puerto Rico. And I'd add my greetings to any and all who are visiting or somewhat new here. We're glad you're here. And also, happy Mother's Day to all the moms in our midst this morning. And as already as has already been mentioned, we have a small gift for the moms at the end of the service. We'll, we'll give you some more information about that. But happy Mother's Day from me as well. So our church is now deep into our Won't You Be a Neighbor series. And this morning, we're going to be looking at uh, the Apostle Paul and his visit to the great city of Athens and learn some things from him about being good neighbors to our neighbors here in Chatham County. So I want to start with my big idea for this morning. So if you fall asleep in a couple of minutes, you'll at least get the big idea at the start and maybe hopefully remember it at the end. So here's the big idea. Whoops. That's skipping ahead a couple of ideas. Let's get back here. Don't you love it when it works? There we go. God, here's the big idea, God wants everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news of Jesus in language they understand. Okay? Now, this big idea has a second part or another part. So, one more time, God wants everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news of Jesus in language they understand and you, and I, and all of Christ's people are part of that grand undertaking. So in this sermon series, we've been exploring different aspects of being good neighbors to our neighbors here in Chatham County. We should, of course, be concerned as well for people all around the world for the work of missions and Bible translation and things like that. But this morning... We want to focus on learning to be good communicators with our neighbors locally, communicators of God's good news for them in Jesus Christ. Now, this idea of becoming good communicators can make some of us nervous. We may be ready and willing to serve our neighbors in concrete and practical ways, and that's great. But some of us feel afraid and even a little tongue-tied if it comes to sharing something about our faith in words with our neighbors. We may see ourselves as doers, not speakers. But we don't need to set doing and speaking against each other as if we have to choose one or the other. God wants us to grow as both doers and communicators. Go like this. God wants to help you and me and all of us grow as doers and as communicators. God wants us as people to both demonstrate his love for the world, that's the doing part, and also communicate something of his truth to our neighbors, the speaking part. So it's not either or, it's both and. Now, we're getting ready to listen to scripture, to the story about Paul in Athens that I referenced earlier. And as we prepare to worship by attending to scripture, let's pray together. Gracious Lord, 
you have made us your neighbors through Jesus Christ. And far more than that, you have made us your friends. You have made us your beloved daughters and sons through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, our Savior, Jesus. So open our eyes and ears this morning. Open our hearts and lives. Pour out your Spirit upon us that we may take our places in your everyone, everywhere project. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, our passage for the week is in Acts 17. It's fairly long, and I want to just focus on a section of it and uh, encourage you to read the whole passage uh, later this morning. So let me give you a quick overview, and then we'll jump in on one part of what Paul says. So Paul's in the great Greek city of Athens. Uh, When you think of Athens, what do you think of? What comes to mind, first of all? Anybody ever been to Athens? Okay. Uh, Athens, Georgia? (laughs) Athens, Ohio? (laughs) So when you think of Athens, you think of maybe the Parthenon, the Acropolis, maybe names like Socrates or uh, Plato, philosophers come to mind. Athens, this, this center of Greek life, Greek culture, learning, commerce, that's where Paul finds himself. And the other thing Paul notices as he's in Athens is temples everywhere, shrines, altars, idols of all kinds all over the place. And he even notices as he's making his way around Athens, he comes across an altar on which are inscribed these words, to an unknown God. So it's like the people in Athens wanted to make sure they covered all of the bases, right? So any god that they might have inadvertently overlooked or forgotten about was covered by to an unknown god. So Paul encounters, as he's in Athens, uh, as as he's sort of making his way around, he, he comes to like a local debating society or debating club, and Paul being Paul, he, he jumps right in and starts to present to them the good news of Jesus and his resurrection from the dead. So with that as background, here's the part of Paul's speech that uh, we're going to zero in on this morning. Paul says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times and histories and the boundaries of their lands. God did this, okay? God did this so that they... Who's the they refer to? Everyone, everywhere. So that the they, right, would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being as son of as some of your own poets have written, we are his offspring. All right, let's review our big idea again. Everyone everywhere deserves to hear the good news of Jesus in language they understand. Whoops. 
sorry. And you and I and all of Christ's people are part of this grand undertaking. You don't have to be Paul or do exactly what he did. How many of you find that a relief? God probably isn't going to send most of you into the you know, local debating club to take on all comers. But we can still learn a lot from Paul's experience in Athens. That's what we want to focus on this morning. Now, do you believe that God is able to work through what you do? How many of you believe that? God is able to work through you in what you do. How many of you can believe that God, that same God, is also able to work through you through what you speak? Right? Same God. So if God can work through your doing, God can also help all of us recognize and have confidence in his ability to help us grow as communicators of God's good news. So you don't have to be Paul. You don't have to do it exactly the way Paul did. But we can learn some things from Paul, and I want to pull out five things I think we can learn from Paul. So let me just number them for you. We'll go through them quickly. Number one, keep the heart of the matter the heart of the matter. Number two, start where they are. Number three, listen more. Tell less. Ask better questions. Number four, look for their unsettled questions. And finally, speak up. Okay, so number one, the heart of the matter. Paul places the heart of the matter for his audience in Athens at the center of his presentation. And it's the part we read this morning. And here it is. The heart of the matter for Paul is that God placed people where they are so that they would seek him, reach out to him, find him, because he's not far from any of them. God's will for your neighbors, all right? So start to call up some of your neighbors in your mind people you work with, people in the neighborhood, perhaps the barista at your favorite coffee shop, or if there's a checkout person at the grocery store and you always get in his or her line, neighbors. God's will for us and for our neighbors is that everyone everywhere would be helped to seek God, to reach out for him, and to find him. Gods, the the Athenians had this altar to an unknown God, and Paul says, I want you to know the God who wants to be known by you. God wants you to know him, and part of our job is helping people along in that process. So how many of you have neighbors whom you are pretty sure are not real receptive to the gospel. Anybody know anybody like that? People at work, you know, if you've ever tried to talk about God stuff, you just sense the, you know, the shields go up. Any of you ever have that experience? What if we could 
Ask God to help us see everyone, all of our neighbors, as being somewhere in God's drawing process. Whether they know it or not, whether they're cooperating or not, God is somehow drawing them. How about you? How many of you can say, yeah, you know, God had me in a drawing process. The Lord in my life was drawing me towards him. Anybody? Can any of you say that? Any, any of you Christians this morning? Right? <laughs> Did you always start that way? If not, you were in some kind of a process of being drawn. Did you always cooperate? Were you always receptive? No. So, I think God wants to help us to learn to see all of our neighbors as objects of God's love and affection in Christ and people who are somewhere, whether they know it or not, whether we can figure it out or not, are being drawn by the Lord, invited to know him more and more and more deeply. So, First thing we want to learn for Paul is keep the heart of the matter, the heart of the matter. God wants people to know him. Everyone, everywhere deserves to hear the good news about the God who wants to know them. Second thing we can learn from Paul, start where people are. Not where you are, not where you think they should be, but where they actually are. Paul didn't begin his time in Athens by speaking. He started his time in Athens by looking around, paying attention, noticing, getting to know more about the people and their culture, trying to get inside their heads to see things the way they were seeing them, to think how they were thinking about things. And if we want to be the kinds of neighbors who help our neighbors seek, reach out, and hopefully find God, we have to begin with where our neighbors are. Paul starts where they are. As you read through this week's passage, if you read all of Paul's sermons, here's some things you'll notice. He doesn't quote the Bible, but he does quote their poets, their singers, if you will, their their artists. He doesn't talk about forgiveness of sins but about the problem of their ignorance. You worship a God that's unknown, you're ignorant of the God who wants to be known. He doesn't start with Jesus, but with the one God who is creator of everything. And when he does, finally, almost all the way at the end of his sermon, mention Jesus, he doesn't introduce Jesus as Savior, but as judge. Now, am I saying that Jesus isn't Savior? That Paul felt that forgiveness of sins is unimportant? Of course not. Paul wants them to know God, which means he wants them to know God fully, all that God is. He wants them to know that Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. He wants them to know about God's kingdom and about the cross and the resurrection. He wants them to know it all, and to do that, He's got to start with where they are. Here's the thing. Even our hard, idol-worshiping, spiritual but not religious, whatever you want to, whatever categories you want to use, even those neighbors get some things 
right. What they desire, what everybody desires is life. People want to live. They want a life that's full and, and rich and meaningful and secure and all of those good things. And too often, I think, some Christians get so fixated and upset about what people get wrong and they can't ever see that there are actually some things that people are getting right. Their, their desire, what they're trying to find by worshiping all these gods, they're actually somewhat on the right track. Okay, so we want to keep the heart of the matter the heart of the matter. We want to start with where they are. Number three, we want to build relationships by listening more, telling less, asking better questions. One of the main differences between Paul's work in Athens and ours today is that Paul was only going to be in Athens for a short time. And as best I know, most all of us here this morning are hoping to be in Chatham County for quite a while longer at this point. So Paul was there, and whether they received him, however they responded, he was going to be heading out of town pretty soon. But we're not. And that reminds us that people, by and large, become followers of Christ because they get to know some Christ followers. Part of building strong relationships, healthy relationships with our neighbors involves learning to listen more, tell less, ask better questions. Our passage focuses on what Paul said in Athens, but as we've already seen, before he got up to talk, he invested time in listening and looking and learning. I think we sometimes get trapped into thinking that our primary job is to tell people. We have the truth, they don't, so our job is to tell, tell, tell. But how does that often go, right? Our neighbors get defensive, emotions intensify, conversations shut down, relationships actually begin to weaken. But if we can see our neighbors as somewhere in God's divine drawing process, if we can remember that the primary evangelistic agent is the Holy Spirit, not us, that'll free us more to really learn where people are by listening more, telling less, asking better questions. And part of what happens as we learn to listen more, tell less, ask better questions, we'll find our neighbors telling us where they're really coming from. Okay, number four. As, as we're building relationships, as we're trying to listen, tell a little bit less, ask better questions, what we want to listen for are people's unsettled questions. Offering answers to questions that people aren't asking yet isn't particularly effective and isn't really all that neighborly. But every one of us, every one of our neighbors is living with important questions that are unresolved for them in some way, that are unsettled for them and therefore are unsettling to them. Everyone has some unsettled questions about life, about where life comes from, about what makes a good life, whether they're living lives that are truly good or not, 
For many of our neighbors, the unsettled and unsettling questions may not be what, they, what we think they ought to be. Our neighbors might not be losing sleep concerning what happens to them when they die. Instead, they might at times lie awake at night struggling with why to go on living. They might not be thinking in terms of seeking God's will for their lives, but they want their lives to matter, to count for something, and and aren't sure if their lives are ever going to do that. They may not be thinking in terms of having sins that need to be forgiven, but are still unsettled by what's going on in their marriages or in their children's lives or in the world around them. The fact that people may not yet be asking the big questions that we'd like them to be asking does not mean that they don't have questions that really matter to them. God wants everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news of Jesus in language that they understand. If we can only present Jesus in ways that don't connect to our neighbor's unsettled and unsettling questions, we inadvertently can end up presenting to our neighbors a picture of a Jesus who isn't actually very interested in them or their lives. And finally, if we'll listen a bit more closely, tell a bit less, learn to ask some better questions, the time will come when you and I and we will need to speak up. In Athens, Paul identified one of his audience's unsettled, unsettling questions about this unknown God. Is it possible that such a God could be known? If so, how could that happen? And so Paul speaks up. He proceeds to offer them the good news of the God who wants them to know him, the God who is not far away from them, but closer than they ever imagined and more willing to know them and be known by them than they could ever imagine. And that same Holy Spirit who directed and empowered Paul to communicate to Athens will also help us See how to share some parts of the good news with our neighbors. Yep, we need to start where our neighbors are. We need to learn to listen more and build relationships and all that. And we need to find out about what their unsettled and unsettling questions are. And then, under the Holy Spirit's leadership, we need to speak up. We don't need to say everything. Sometimes... Oftentimes, our role in our neighbors' lives is to just kind of give them the next nudge in the Jesus direction. Oftentimes, your role isn't necessarily to get them all the way across the finish line. It's just to nudge them a bit closer in that direction. Okay, so here's what we learned from Paul's work in Athens this morning. Keep the heart of the matter, the heart of the matter. God wants to be known by your neighbors. Number two, start where they are, not where you think they are, not where you want them to be. Number three, build relationships by listening more, telling a little bit less, asking better questions. 
pay particular attention for what questions people are wrestling with, what they're challenged by, what's unsettled for them, and speak up. When it's time, speak up. Okay, so let's one last time review our big ideas. Everyone, everywhere. God wants everyone everywhere to hear the good news of Jesus in language they understand. And you and I and all of Christ's people are part of that grand undertaking. And you don't have to be Paul. You get to be you. And lastly, the Holy Spirit is really good at working through you to reach your neighbors. So let me give you some take-homes, some things to pray about and uh, chew on as uh, we head into this next week. I'd like to invite you to start to pray for two or three specific neighbors. Just start praying for them and say, God, would you open them up a little more and would you give me some opportunities to listen to ask some questions, and to speak up into their lives in some way. So start praying for one or two people. Work, school, neighborhood, grocery store, health club. Pray for them by name. Okay, secondly, start praying for yourself. Lord, I want to learn to be a better communicator of the good news about Jesus. Would you help me to grow? Would you help me to maybe take some risks and step out? Give me, please, wisdom as I'm praying for these particular neighbors. Give me wisdom. Give me insight. Give me boldness. And finally, recognize and learn from your mistakes. You should smile at that point, right? Recognize and learn from your mistakes. That's really good news. God doesn't expect you to nail it, right? God doesn't expect you to hit a hole on one every time you come up to the T. So, sometimes you're going to say too much. Recognize when that happens. Learn from it. Sometimes you're going to say, oh boy, you know, I was at the, you know, I was at the coffee shop and, you know, the, the barista who always helps me was talking about, uh, you know, I said, hey, how you doing? And, and she said, uh, oh gosh, you know, can't even talk about it. And I realized that I felt that Holy Spirit nudge to say, Pray for her right now. And I didn't do it. Okay. So recognize that that happened. Learn from it. And next time, see if God won't help you to get it a little better.